3: They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at thirty thousand feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life.
2: No purchase necessary. VGW Group.
0: Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. The numbers told the story. They always do. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander Gone. V
4: Sin. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game right here at Vison the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. John Legasa will join us today to talk uh, baseball and football with the wild card round upon us tomorrow. A day off, of course, between the regular season and the postseason today. Adam Kramer on college football and the crack man, Bill Krackenberger, unscripted. Uh, but before we do anything, ladies and gentlemen, before we talk about Thursday night football or anything, Kelly has a pomade hair problem that we have to get worked out, and it's really been—it's really been coloring the whole show here. Stop it! Here. I'm
5: embarrassed, Gil. It's cool. driving me insane. You
4: got a little cowlick up there? Against all can't, can't that?
5: Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to, i was trying to get it right. And then, and then our director Isaiah is like, "What do you do with your hair, man? Like, sit down." I'm like, "There's something going on with it." And immediately, Gil's like, "Oh yeah, I see it. I, oh, I see, see it. it.
4: I see it from here." Multiple trips to the mirror have not solved it. All right, we'll work it out. We'll see. We got two hours to work it out. We'll Oops.
5: do it live, Gil. We'll do it live. <laughs> We're
4: good. Do it live. Um, let's start with. So we we'll get. We'll, I want to talk about this game tonight, but first, a, a couple of news and notes from uh, from elsewhere. Basketball random. LeBron James to the NBA Commissioner Adam Silver yesterday. Quote: "I want a team in Las Vegas." Well, yeah. so do we.
5: He had a lot to say about that last night, and I mean, there's been the, the rumors and speculation that yes, he could be he could be the guy who's part of it to help bring it here down the line. Um, but yeah, he sure had a lot to say about that after the game last night.
4: Would Seattle be also in tandem with Las Vegas? So that would
5: the idea would you is you would expand from 30 to 32, add Seattle and Vegas,
4: and not till 2026. That's the timeline. That kind of
5: thing. I it's, guess it's a long I time. Know. Look, I love the NBA as much as anybody. You know that. Yep. Do we really need two more teams? I don't really Well, know. if there's one in my backyard, sure. I, I would love that, too. But yeah. then, like, can we start getting rid of small market teams that are never going to matter? You know what I mean? Like,
4: Wow. I, it's a shot at you, OKC.
5: I, I mean, yeah. Yeah,
4: it is. Anyway, that's exciting. But uh, they don't want to do it at T-Mobile? They want to build another arena? Do it at T-Mobile. What are we doing? Oh, I didn't hear that. Before. Yeah, there's a whole thing about it. Anyway, we'll see. But anyway, there that was there was that, and then there was uh, in case you missed this: Golden State Warriors All-Star Draymond Green throwing a punch at uh, Jordan Poole, his teammate at practice yesterday. Sources telling ESPN the two players had been verbally sparring prior to some pushing, which escalated when Green took a swing and made contact with Poole. Team officials reviewing the episode. I love when they call stuff like that an episode. Poole wasn't hurt by the punch. Completed his workout before leaving the practice floor on Wednesday. Now, if you if you if you sort of are catching the buzz beyond this. Some people are doing the old uh, Jordan Poole had it coming. He's a little cocky theme going. Have you heard that?
5: Yeah. Yeah. I always I contract always, pending. I always wonder what everybody thinks in that locker room about Draymond green though. Cause he's, I, yeah. I mean, he's obviously a very vocal leader and I, and I will say leader. I mean, everybody, everybody's sure. recognized that on the team, right? Mm-hmm. But very vocal, probably to a point of annoyance sometimes. Right. So it's, I, I don't know. I, I just picture so many practices where, you know, somebody's give, giving 100% and he's that guy like, come on, guys, let's pick it up. Yeah. 110%, let's roll. And it's like, shut up, Draymond.
4: I fist bumped him at Carbone after they won their second to last championship. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, that's enough for me.
5: Remember you telling me
4: I felt I felt there was a little, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, little no, beef I've, between us or something.
5: I've heard the Jordan pool can be a little cocky stories, too. Well, so. it was
4: interesting when Clay, Clay and Steph beat him and, was it Moses Moody in a three-point contest the other day? Clay was like, it was nice, humbling Jordan Poole. He said that. Oh, I didn't see that yeah, part of it. Yeah, a okay. little, little back. See, to- and
5: that, that's the stuff with Draymond I've always found fascinating because, in my opinion, if Steph and Clay don't have a problem with it, where they never have, right, then clearly whatever the guy's doing is fine.
4: Believe I had this one the other night, Kelly. The fan who ran onto the field during the Rams loss to the Niners yep. filed a police report against Rams linebacker Bobby Wagner. Called that one. Don't know if it goes anywhere, but
5: yeah, it in it, this it litigious society, shouldn't. yeah. I forget, I forget who who tweeted at us last night, but it was the uh you know hospital chasers alert, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was <laughs> Mark or Geiger. Ma- I-,
4: I believe it was Mark Geiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah for more, sure. Yeah. All right, so baseball and football. Let's start with the baseball. We'll crescendo to football in tonight's game, but baseball this weekend. We'll talk to Legace about this. Um, and we've got we got a whole bunch tomorrow in terms of uh, we got to get a wine garden in here maybe we'll get spore get everybody's thoughts on the wild card round for me again um, tomorrow it's the quadruple header beginning with Tampa Bay at Cleveland in the American League Series price shop around these will differ by a nickel or a dime but the uh, the Rays are well at William Hill it's minus 120 for the uh, Guardians plus 100 for the Rays DK minus 125. For the Guardians, plus 105 for the Rays. The Battle of the Shanes in game one, McClanahan against Bieber. Then you might have Glasno versus McKenzie, Kluber versus Quantrill, perhaps in game three. Uh, games two and three are always TB, TBD or TBA, whichever you prefer, determined or announced. Um, I am, the instinct is to bet Cleveland on the series for me, but I have too much motor memory or muscle memory on the Rays that I can't pull the trigger. I just – you just never know what the Rays – they haven't figured out more than other teams. I know that's a flimsy reason, but it's enough to get me off it. The Rays scare me a little bit. Uh, second game tomorrow, second of the Game 1s, or the Games 1, however you say that, uh, Philadelphia at St. Louis in the National League. And remember, with the Rays and the Guardians, that's a 3-6. The winner will play the Yankees. Uh, and then the uh, Phillies and the Cardinals – In the uh, National League, that's the 3-6 there. The 3 being, of course, the third division winner, the Cardinals. Cardinals are minus 145 at William Hill. Um, Phillies are plus 125 coming back. DraftKings minus 135 on the uh, Cardinals, plus 115 on DraftKings coming back. It's Wheeler versus—we don't really know in this series because the pitching is sort of nebulous. But you might imagine—well, on the Philly side, it's going to be Wheeler, Nolan, Suarez, probably in that order— we don't know on the Cardinal side. Wainwright, Michaelis, Flaherty, Quintana, Montgomery, they got a lot of options. So we don't really know there. No play for me there. Um, I think that line is about right. The, the one play, we'll go to the American League, game three of the game ones tomorrow. Seattle's at Toronto, series price, and these vary again. And when it gets to a higher favorite, you'll notice the straddle on the series price will change from book to book as well. Some have 20-cent lines, some have 30-cent. So be aware of that. Um, William Hill, minus 160 on the Jays, plus 140 on the Mariners. DraftKings, minus 170, plus 140. That's going to be Castillo against Manoa in game one, Gilbert against Gaussman, and then probably Robbie Ray and Ross Stripling in game three. I did take some Mariners at plus 140. For the wild card. That's the one wild card series bet I made. And then I think the Padres and the Mets, like the Mets are starting to get a little too high, but I have not bet it yet, full disclosure. But the Mets are minus 170 on the series against the Padres, minus 150 at William Hill, minus 175, uh, plus 145. Again, higher straddle there at, at DraftKings. It's Darvish against Scherzer. And then we think, we don't know, we think... Snell DeGrom, Musgrove Bassett, but all that's subject to change because the Mets could play it differently whether they win or lose game one uh, vis-a-vis how they handle Jacob DeGrom. So no play for me on any of the series except for the Mariners plus 140. took a little bit of that. We'll talk to Legasa about that coming up on the show. and We'll get to a whole bunch of baseball predictions coming up. You didn't bet anything, did you?
5: No, nothing for me. I would say that the most respected guys that I've heard talk about it, the ones I've heard the most are Mariners and Phillies.
4: Mariners and Phillies, Mariner yeah. Mariners
5: and Phillies, and then Joe and I thought pointed out he did he did point out last uh, yesterday we had him on big bets in the afternoon. Uh, he was talking about how he did kind of like you just point out. He just thought that Mets price is getting a little too high, it's getting a little high, little va- a little bit of value showing on the Padres. He thought,
4: yeah. Winner again, winner uh, Guardians Rays takes on um, the Yankees. Winner Mariners Jays takes on the Houston Astros in the American League. Uh, Phillies Cardinals winner takes on the Braves in the National League. Do I have that right? Yes, I do. And the uh, Padres Mets winner will take on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, football tonight. Thursday night football. Kelly, what do we make of this game? Good Lord. I
5: am I am pumped for this game, Gil. I, like, I, I am.
4: <laughs> I know where you're going with this. And you have no bets.
5: <laughs> I'm pumped for this game. That's <laughs> yes, right. This is either team that loses this game is in serious trouble. It feels like in the, for their season for betting purposes, i got nothing, man.
4: Colts are one, two, and one Broncos are two and two. Well, let's just sort of Hey,
5: Broncos. The only flat The uh, style point with the only flat three in town. I mean, I don't know how many people out there are in Vegas right now. And if you're looking to bet the Broncos, this is the best shop to come to. There's no juice. Ever uh, here at the South Point on NFL sides, minus 110 on that minus three. If I had to make a single bet, I would lay the three points with the Broncos, Gil. But it's...
4: I think most people feel that way. That the, the, if there's a bet, it's the Broncos. Let's sort of just walk through this a bit. So let's make the case for the Broncos. Um, First of all, DVOA, Aaron Schatz, Football Outsiders, he has Indy dead last.
5: I saw that the other day.
4: He has Indianapolis 32nd out of 32. So let's just start there. It's a short week. Gotta go on the road into the elevation of Denver.
5: No Jonathan Taylor.
4: No Jonathan Taylor, no Shaq Leonard, no Shaquille Leonard, no Julian Blackman, no Taquan Lewis on defense. So the Colts are hamstrung in more ways than one, including players not even being on the field tonight. And then there's the Matt Ryan issue. Eighth, eight fumbles lost thus far this year. He's fumbled more, but eight fumbles lost most by any player in the first four games of any season since Kurt Warner back in 2006. So you have all of that going. And then you go, and then Denver, everyone's, like, well, Denver didn't look very good against San Francisco. Well, yes, San Francisco's defense turned out to be pretty, pretty good. So I don't know, maybe we give Denver a pass on that. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of bullet points to suggest the Broncos might be the play. On the other hand, Javante Williams is out for the year. Out for the year. Melvin Gordon has fumbleitis, case of the dropsies. Yeah, four fumbles in as many games. He probably would be benched if Williams was available. But he's, the Broncos are like, well, I guess Mister Fumble, where he got to gotta play. Yeah. And then they played the Raiders last week. Josh Jacobs gashed him. Josh Jacobs gashes nobody. Um. The other thing is, a couple of these Broncos games. Remember, there was the one game they had nine three and outs this past week. In defeat to the Raiders. They had 12, a grand total of 12 first downs. So, like, do they inspire that much confidence? No. I, I, I yeah. the
5: problem is, the problem is with Denver right now, where I can't make a bet on them, I don't think, is it's just it's the coaching. It really is the coaching staff. Like, I don't believe Russell Wilson, I don't believe Russell Wilson has aged this quickly overnight. And and maybe he has, but I'm not believing that just yet.
4: Let's ride, Kelly. Let's ride. Runner pass, runner pass. It's also high on the annoying meter.
0: A numbers game on v the sports betting network. It's
4: time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. That's Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. And start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. Bet MGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit Bet MGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Your mom just called, Kelly? Middle of the show?
5: Yeah, she shot me a text.
4: Yeah. Yeah. What did you text her back? You're like, hey, mom, kind of work. During these hours? Do you send her that?
5: We we've talked about this before. There's yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> they don't care.
4: <laughs> My dad used to on um, Primetime Action used to call, used to text or call every single night and I'd be like, "Edie D don't get it.
5: Yeah, you know. And now
4: I wish he would call, like, right, obviously. Didn't mean to turn that on, but it's like it's like they don't. your parents are like, yeah, whatever, uh, could you do this for me? <laughs>
5: That's uh, exactly what it is.
4: <laughs> we get tweets at Beanie the book. I always appreciate the feedback. This is from uh, Sean Guzik. He says, haircut looks fresh. Best of luck in Survivor. Kelly, I think he's talking about me and not your pomade. Uh, yeah, we know Mr. Fancy
5: hair. haircut barbershop guy. Whew.
4: Asian Lebowski. He goes, Michigan State fans despise... Um, despise JP talk about Jordan Poole Michigan fans despise Dre when Sagnasty meets Milwaukee it's just a recipe for greatness so I didn't think about that a little uh, Michigan rivalry between the two the state of Michigan rivalry between the two of them Matthew Mayberry I have the same thought about the Guardians that you do but how about this and I normally don't do stuff like this you can parlay the series spreads so Guardians plus one and a half games with Mariners plus one and a half games is minus 120 I thought that's a nice way to play that I, I do too I like it Matthew Mayberry uh, Rich Olier, hope I'm saying that right. Uh, being a Colts fan, if we lose tonight, do we just tank for a few seasons, rebuild the Cadillac, uh, the line of receivers, and hand the keys to Arch in three years? Let's ride," he said at the end of that. Every tweet should end with "Let's ride." Let's <laughs> ride. <right. The>,
5: uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, to the Colts' point, look, uh, yeah, if 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 you don't turn things around here pretty quickly, I think you do have to start thinking that way. This whole retreading quarterbacks every year is clearly not working out for you.
4: Remember after opening day or before opening day, we're like, they haven't won an opening game since 2013. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is. From Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett to Scott Tolzien. <laughs> wild, to, yeah, to whomever. Phil Rivers, Tolzien. Matt Ryan. John Legasa has some thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. He uh, he does baseball and, of course, football these days for the Mayo Media Network. You can follow him on Twitter at John Legasa. That's L-A-G-H-E-S-S-A. Just think Lagheza. And you got Legace, that's John Legace. How you doing, John?
6: Gil, what's up, man? My favorite time of week. How's everyone doing? Everyone's good, man. Can we start with some
4: baseball, man? I'm I'm curious. Yes. Let's do this. Uh, wild card round. I know your Yankees uh, don't play till the division series. First of all, uh, your thoughts. Uh, we, we've touched on this a bit. You're more bullish on the Yankees, I think, than I am in the postseason. I think that might be a fair characterization. You can tell us here in a minute. But which which of these wild card rounds, wild card series, I should say? Do you find bettable? Which are you betting? Which are you th- are you thinking to bet? What's going on there?
6: Okay, well, you know me. I'm always looking for the plus money, trying to get against those narratives. So the one I like the most is probably the Phillies. And you know, Gil, for my work. Now that we've you know we've worked together for a while, I really like to center my handicap and work in baseball around pitching, even more particular power pitching. And I think that's the one matchup where there really is kind of a lopsided. Pitching matchups. I'm referring to the Phil's series price is at plus 115. The Cardinals are a nice story, and they are a good team. And I get they go in their pockets for the devil magic. But in the playoffs, I really think you need the power pitching. Phillies are going to come at them with Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. You know, two Cy Young. Type guys. Nola figured out the curveball this year that had given him so many problems. A 286 expected slug on the season with a 40% whiff rate. He's putting hitters on both sides of the plate away. We know Wheeler has Cy Young potential. And to that, Nola, last note, he finished the season with his highest VLO. so he's looking as good as he can up against Wainwright. We know, yes, I know the way Wainwright is, might go down, Gil, as one of the greatest home pitchers. Of all time. Isn't that right, amazing. We're on. It's amazing. He's closing it on fourteen hundred innings pitched, everybody, with a sub three ERA. However, but 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 butt the big shaking butt, it's plus four arm runs or more in five of the last six. Opposing teams have a 360 batting average. But you know me, I don't just come with the outputs. Why the velo is dropping and he didn't really have it to spare. We're talking down three miles an hour now. So the sinker is down below 88, the cutter is down below 84. Putting together, what do you got besides bibbity bobby Boop? You're talking 53% usage in nearly 500 <laughs> x slug and an only 80% whiff rate. So you know when you do that work, those combinations of contact right out and whiff rate in, it's really not there. The Phillies really hit. I mean, the Cardinals hit as well, but for me, the playoffs, it's good pitching, greater than sign, good hitting. This one's going to come down to the Phillies bullpen, but I think the padding will be there. Frankly, I'm surprised that the first game is. Set around even money. I think I saw a minus 105 on both sides. If you shop it, you could probably find a plus 100. I'm surprised. I think the Phillies should just be favored. I don't think it's a lopsided, but I think they should be favored. So I want to get this plus 115 before it it probably closes at minus 110, let's say.
4: Two things. One, Kelly, uh, off air, could you check on John? Because I'm pretty sure he said biggity bobbity boop and didn't realize he said that loud out there. <laughs> so I want to check on that. <laughs> Two, so th- that was going to be my follow up question. So are you, I get it, you want to get ahead of that potential move, you want to bet the series are you then also betting game 1 though
6: No, I probably I probably won't because if they don't get it I don't you know I want that other chance and the pricing is better to roll the 2 out of 3 I I really think they get game 1 if they don't I mean gosh the Phillies hit lefties And let us all hope that we find someone on this earth that loves us as much as the Cardinals love boring left-handers. I mean, they just have them pouring out. They have them pouring out of their nose. And don't get me wrong, this is not to spite Jordan Montgomery. If you remember, I was very upset that the Yankees let him go. But that's what those pitchers are. It's Quintana and it's Montgomery, it's not really dominating. It's not power pitching. The Phillies hit lefties anyway. Sagara, Baum, Hoskins all have a plus 500 slug on the year, plus 190 ISO year-to-date. Schwarber has had his hit 10 home runs against lefties, even if he's batting whatever, 098 against them. It doesn't even matter. I just think the Phillies are going to be able to do enough. It's going to come down to that bullpen at the end, like I said. If the Phillies get to the Cardinal starters early, the Cardinals don't have the ability to bridge that gap to the back inning, So, I really think the Phillies come home with it.
4: Did you make any pennant or World Series plays? Your Yankees, perhaps?
6: Uh, no, it would probably be just the opposite. It, I, I was high in the Yankees because I thought they were getting hot, but I wanted to see the matchups. And for me, it was a worst-case scenario because, mm-hmm. well, I don't think they'll lose in a the round. They don't play. But if the Guardians beat the Rays, the Yankees are going to lose to the Guardians, I think.
4: Wow. If Turnabout if, for John.
7: Yeah. If,
6: I think if the Rays beat the Guardians, I think the Yankees dismantle the Rays. I think they match up very well against the Rays. Outside of Sugar Shane Mack, not really too afraid of that Tampa rotation, which is why I think the Guardians are probably going to win that one also. They're the team I worry about the most. Gil, what I've been saying, I know you're really a fundamental guy. I think looking back, we're going to talk about this Guardian team as this is the new pivot against this overspending. They're doing it with... Contact and speed, first to third, defense, pitching, bullpen, all those things not as popular as, you know, big muscles and bats.
4: Yeah, they feel uh, San Francisco Giantsy, 2010, 2012, 2014, yes, more than they do. very toolsy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, football, week number yeah. five, National Football League. What bets have you made? What are you thinking about betting here?
6: All right, this one quick. I don't really like this game. It sounds like a slot fest tonight, Thursday night football, but I was digging around the prop market. and was shocked with Jonathan Taylor out. Naheem Hines is going to step into that role. Yes. His reception prop is set at three and a half. That's minus 130. I think that's a smash. His 19 targets and 17 receptions are both second on the team. 13% of the team target share, 27% targets per route run. Those are with Jonathan Taylor. His reception by game, again, with Jonathan Taylor, 6, 4, 5, and 2. So he's passed it in every week but one. Maybe some recency buys on the part of the book. I've been kind of looking at alt props. I know we're all about shopping it, but... I don't think, Gil, you know me, I'm into edge like that truffle pig. I don't believe the pricing and all props has caught up to the disparity, meaning four receptions is minus 130, five receptions is plus 127, six receptions is plus 350. He had six receptions this year. Plus 350, that's kind of – I'd rather dial down the risk and go for the big progressive pay or build like a ladder. Last game we've had without JT, Hines had – eight receptions. And for all you out there, that's paying off like 20 to one or something. It's just ridiculous. The Denver D is also very good. Top five in drive stats, 26 yards per drive allowed, 63% drive success rate. The reason I think that matters is I believe Denver will win at the point of attack with the front seven. And generally when you have bad or old quarterbacks, Indianapolis has both, they're going to probably be looking to get the ball in space to Hines, over the top of that line. They haven't had the time To really have plays develop, I think Sartain is going to be blanketing Pittman. I think Hines is the number two weapon on that Colts team. There's a chance he has eight catches in this game. Like That's not off of the table. So I think the three and a half should be a smash.
4: I like the way you're thinking on that. Really do. Um, 30 seconds. Your favorite play on Sunday.
6: Oh, my goodness. It's got to be Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is awesome. They are truly being undersung. I think just because what they lost to the best team in the league in some of the worst conditions possible, maybe because they blew that 14-point lead, Jacksonville is excellent. I'm watching these tapes under a very you know, micro lens, they dominate on three sides of the ball, all levels of defense. I think Jacksonville should be like a nine or ten point favorite this week. I was shocked when that move from seven and a half to seven against the hapless Texans who are, uh, they're, they're not good.
4: He writes for The Athletic, does baseball for them, host of the uh, Mix and Cork Stats and Mayo Media Network, John Legace. everybody. Thank you, John. Hey, Thanks, us John Liguesa, weekly here on A Numbers Game. Uh, we're happy to have him, especially as the postseason begins. Adam Kramer on college football on the other side. Numbers game, VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: A numbers game on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSEN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts including Andy McNeil, expert with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL bettor should know, the guide's a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season to get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Always a pleasure having this gentleman on to talk some college football, the fun and the mayhem that every Saturday is here in this nation with college football from Bleacher Report. And, of course, he writes for VEASAN.com every week on the sport. Is Adam Kramer. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself? Doing very well. Let me ask you something that's uh, n- not something you touched upon in your, uh, in your piece this week, but I was curious about it because I'm watching Will Levis play for Kentucky last week. And he is, you know, people get to bet on who's going to be the number one pick in the upcoming NFL draft. And there has been this increasing, slow, steady buzz that Will Levis, quarterback, of Kentucky, might be that guy. In fact, uh, our own Matt Brown, who hosts uh, co-hosts uh, Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni here on the network, used to do primetime action with us. When we were on primetime action, didn't he get like a 30-to-1 on Levis or oh, something I, like oh, yeah,
5: that? yeah, me and him both made it. You okay. did too? 40-to-1, uh, huh? I believe.
4: 40-to-1. Okay, so Adams, he's like, for some people, the presumptive guy. And then I'm watching him. He didn't play particularly well against Florida, I guess. And then this last game last week, uh, Kentucky's uh, loss to uh, Ole Miss, I believe it was. Yes. Um, yep. A lot of mistakes there at the end, you know, fumbles. Um, yeah. There was a targeting that probably didn't get called on one of the fumbles. And then like, he didn't let one of his receivers set. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not going to judge the guy necessarily for, uh, you know, he's, he's growing up. He's going to have some growing pains just like anybody else. And he may yet be the number one pick in the draft. But shouldn't people be just a little... Shouldn't they file that mental note away? Like, maybe he's not quite there yet, I guess is what I'm saying.
7: I I would hope so. I mean, this is something that really started over the course of the offseason. You know what happens here? We do... you know post draft we do the early mock drafts right which are ridiculous just an absolutely ridiculous exercise but i read them too okay <laughs> so uh, it's ridiculous I. that i i bathe in the ridiculous <laughs> but what you have what you have if we're just being honest you have a quarterback who's like six foot three and two hundred and thirty five pounds he's got a big arm and so you've got this mold and it's a really interesting year for that because bryce young obviously is not the mold dj Stroud is A big guy, but but not as big in terms of NFL body, but certainly NFL size. So I think what we did here and what we'll continue to do is look at, oh, my goodness, um, it's sort of the Josh Allen effect. Now, Josh Allen's an interesting name to throw because Josh Allen was a big, strong-arm quarterback that wasn't great in college, and is phenomenal now. Mm -hmm. Most of these situations don't work out that way. In fact, the overwhelming majority do not. I think he's got some skills, but... Since the moment this buzz started, I've I've questioned. It. He hasn't had a bad year, but you're right in in huge moments. And last week that was bad. Um, also, we got to talk about the Ole Miss um, coaches box, with all the bellies flying around there when they were celebrating. <laughs> that
4: was, was
0: awesome. A, that was a
7: great great moment for college football. But I'm with you on Levis. I think I think there's a legitimate cause for pause. And anybody talking about top five pick at this point seems premature.
4: Yeah, I would say I, I would think so. I, just, I think it needs to be voiced anyway. Let's put it that way. Yes. Uh, as as before we get to this week. Um, because I have some questions about lines and does it indicate that certain quarterbacks are, are not playing and that some are are playing. Um, you know, the other thing, Brent Venables in Oklahoma, you did write about this in your piece, which is, you know, they started out 3-0, and and then all of a sudden there's a couple, you know, bad losses. He's supposed to be a defensive guy. I'm, I'm talking most recently, of course, about, about TCU just absolutely stomping them. Right, TCU had 27 points at the end of the first half, 41 at halftime, 55 in the end, Um, and we'll get to TCU Kansas in a minute, but Venables was supposed to be, you know, is a defensive guy, and it's not like the cupboard was bare either, right, Adam, so like, what are we looking at here, because they're staring down games, you know, this week against Texas, then Kansas, which all of a sudden becomes an interesting game, and does that I mean, I guess does that line look like Dylan Gabriel is not playing this week? Like, well, how do you read
7: that? It, it does. So I don't want to make excuses for Oklahoma, but they had some terrible injuries: quarterback, running back, all, all over the place. It's really odd injury game for them. Still, last two weeks, I think they've allowed close to 1,200 yards of offense in two weeks. I mean, the game against TCU, by the way, took about nine hours. <laughs> it so that was one sure, of the, did. That was one of the strangest flowing games I've ever seen. So. And it is odd because this team looked pretty good, but they looked good against UTEP and Kent State and Nebraska, and the, pretty much all of us could look good against uh, Nebraska right now. So I, I, the covers were not there. Uh, Oklahoma fans will say that, no, but at Riley took some of our best players, et cetera. Is, this isn't going to be a transition. Um, and I think it's not going to go as smoothly maybe as we thought, certainly as I thought, especially after the first few weeks. You just watch them and look really good. I think the part that you hit on that's really concerning is it's not looked good against Kansas State and TCU. Yeah. Now, may, maybe that's okay. TCU might be really, really good this year. But you got Oklahoma State. You play at uh, at Texas Tech. You have Texas. You play Kansas still and Iowa State. So, like, other than West Virginia, which you should win, you play Bay- – I mean, there's pretty much every game coming up feels losable. Like, every single one, which is not something mm-hmm. we expected to see for Oklahoma. So, for me, the biggest question isn't how, you know, how do you fix it? Because it's going to take probably years. It's how broken is it right now, and where's the where's the basement on this thing? Because I think it's probably not going to get better here very soon.
4: Every game feels losable. You said it right there. Would you lay the points with Texas? By the way, we're going to see Quinn yours in that game as well. Does it feel that way?
7: You know, if Texas can't like cover this spread because emotionally they need to get over this game because it's not been good to them mentally. I don't know when they're going to. Like, this is a down bad Oklahoma team. I I think I would, but I do think like you watch last year's collapse. It still gives me a little cause for pause because Ke- Texas has their own issues that they're still working through as a program.
4: All right, and then there's Bama with a you know a massive spread against A&M. This was a massive spread before the season started for one set of reasons. Now it's you know, a massive—it's a massive spread because of other reasons, namely that Texas A&M is not nearly as good as people projected them to be. We had the Bryce Young injury, and you know, Jalen Milrow comes in at first. You're like, oh boy, this could this could go uh, you know sideways. And then he has that 75-yard run, and Alabama covers anyway. Last week, I think this line suggests that Bryce Young's going to be okay. Where do you stand on this game now between A&M and Bama?
7: And the total is interesting, too, right? 51-and-a-half. So the line suggests he's going to be okay, and then the total to me, maybe that's a little low. I know A&M's defense is good. A&M's offense is dreadful. Um, so I'm, I, I will say this. I I think Bryce Young, from what I've heard, seems to be fine. Uh, Nick Saban doesn't want to tip his hand, but if, if Bryce Young can play, this is a dude, a coach that wants revenge. Nick Saban never forgets, right? So as as odd and as so football-y, cheesy as this sounds, that beef that they had in the offseason where he accused him of cheating, um, what, Jimbo called him a narcissist and, and basically said that Saban was buying players. Uh, Saban wants every piece of this. And if Bryce Young is remotely healthy, he's going to play. Now, the other part of it, too, in watching Milro, like, yeah, he struggled for a minute. It was a really weird third quarter against Arkansas. Alabama had negative one yard, negative one yard in the third quarter. And then all of a sudden, oh, I got a four-star quarterback who can you know, run for 70 yards and all these other pieces, things are fine. I'm not sure if it matters. I can't say this about other games, like in the Arkansas game this week. The point spread in this one, in a strange way, Bryce Young in or not, I'm not sure it affects your decision. I, I, I think Alabama wants revenge. From last year, I think A and M is in a really bad spot. It's it's a unique spot where you could say yeah the Heisman winner may or may not play, and I still think they're going to cover the 24.
4: Yeah, Bama, there is a there is a run up the score quotient in this game. Let's put it that way because of oh, this yeah. beef for sure. All right, let's do some rapid fire here. I mentioned TCU and Kansas. Uh, how much would you have? Uh, what would what? How much money would you have? Uh, what odds would you have taken? I guess is what I'm trying to say that TCU and Kansas would be perhaps the uh, game of the weekend here. TCU favored. Kansas did eke by, right? They squeaked by last week. TCU looks good, man. Would you lay the number here?
7: I would. I think I'm not alone. I'm I'm yeah. on the contrarian side of a lot of games, but this isn't one of them. I, I, Kansas is a heck of a story. I want Kansas to keep winning, I, but I think TCU behind Sonny Dykes is a great coach. is on another level. I I think I think this one actually I don't want to say it's going to get ugly, but I think it's going to be double digits.
4: Pac-12, Utah undefeated. UCLA with a great performance this past week from the Bruins. Uh, didn't necessarily see that coming with their 40-32 uh, to 32 win over U-Dub. Uh, what do you got here? Utah here favorite.
7: One of the toughest games for me on the board, and if this game is at Utah, it's probably eight or somewhere in those lines. I mean, Utah at home was great against Oregon State. What What does that UCLA over Washington win mean, right? They beat Michigan State, was really, really bad, I, I like Utah. This line's hovered, what, between four and a half down to the I like Utah. I'm probably not going to play it. I think Utah wins the game. I think it's going to be really close. I think it has a chance to be a really, really good game.
4: All right. And last thing, because we only were up against the wall here. but uh, Georgia, should we be concerned, or are, are people waving this off the ones who are smarter?
7: No. No, no, no. Be, be concerned. Not necessarily against Auburn, because this is going to get ugly, but the line of scrimmage was a problem, right? When I watched Missouri... Offensive, defensive line, Georgia got pushed around for about 50 minutes. and That was strange against a team like Missouri. Sure you can was. see winning on the road and the SEC is tough, but I, I've got some concerns for the Bulldogs. We've got to see a little bit more. The good news is that the schedule, for the large part, is very, very favorable for Georgia. And like Alabama gets cupcakes, they have a chance to get right.
4: I never for one second believed Mizzou was going to win that, though, in the end. But, yeah, but I agree no. with you. The concern ought to be there. Thank you, Adam. Always fun, man.
7: All right, man. Appreciate
4: it. Adam Kramer at Kegs and Eggs, by the way, on Twitter. We'll come back. AFC adjusted season win totals next.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
4: Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sports books. Just place a single first touchdown scorer prop bet on every Thursday night pro football game. And if your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level. With BetMGM, just log into your account and download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion law offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or... New York pro tip of the hour. Kelly pro tip of the hour. Hit it brought to you by no one. Unsullied by sponsorship since August of 2022
5: <laughs> brought to you by sponsorship <laughs> opportunity available
4: uh, after the war of words during the offseason, Don't be shocked to see Nick Saban look to run up the score on a and He likes a beef. And he never forgets. That could get ugly. Alabama could name a score tomorrow. That's your pro tip. Keep in mind. There is a run-up quotient to this Bama a and game for sure. It's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on Vicent across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by shell. We get tweets at beating the book. I just want to read this one. David Chalifor. David? S- stand by my theory. Talk about tonight's games. Uh, tonight's game, rather, in the NFL. He says, Nothing good has happened to the Colts since Deflategate. Hashtag ratfink. Hashtag let's ride. <laughs> <Everybody's> <laughs> trying to let's ride at the end. <laughs> oh, man. Web 12-66. I need a marriage counselor. Is John Leguiza available? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine him as a marriage counselor? I think you guys got to get it together. <laughs> Come on. Both of you have faults. Both of you have right have rights. All right. Let's talk about uh, uh, AFC season win totals adjusted. We did NFC yesterday. I thought that was a pretty good conversation. Yeah. I had uh, Carolina under adjusted at five and a half. I don't. I don't see how they win five more games. and I like the Eagles over. I went to both extremes.
5: So okay. So we we Isaiah and I were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. If you like that Eagles number, shop around because we you were liking the over. MGM had the low end. It, it What was it, 12 and a half on them, right? Yes. I think most shops are 13 and a half Oh, on
4: see, them. yeah, that's different.
5: Which is a very different story, very right? Different very different story. When you get that high on a win yep. total, that is an extremely different story.
4: Yep. Well, let's go to the AFC. You had some thoughts yesterday, too.
5: I like more in the AFC today, okay. I think. The, uh, yeah, I mean, the Seahawks one stuck out to me a bit yesterday on the over on them. Really, I mean, it was five and a half. uh, You know, already banked two wins. Like it's that one was interesting to me at least. uh, Especially, I mean, the Saints are a disaster. It's one of those. A lot of these, I think, you got to correlate to the week of too, right? Like if you if you like the Seahawks this week against the Saints, then I would I would absolutely play that over. I'm not necessarily willing to bet that game, so I'll probably stay away from it, but I do still lean that side of it.
4: That is that is the thing with these, by the way, and again, from, from doing this off the grid for many years, you do have to be prepared that you know, baked into your analysis is this coming week's game. And if that goes against you, you have to be prepared for that kind of like mental deflation on your bet where you're like, oh, no, that, that one. Hopefully I get that one back, but yeah. that was part of my handicap. And, that happens.
5: And Gil, like if we go to the AFC ones here, like i I'll just, I'll use a game as an example this weekend, Ravens, Bengals, right? Mm-hmm. Where I like... I, I like this Bengals number, but I'm I'm a little unsure about that game. I'm probably staying away from I I think I'm gonna bet the total in that game. I think I'm gonna go over in that game. I haven't bet a side though, so I really can't bring myself to run and bet this, but I I do like the eight and a half over 145. If you start looking at this Bengals schedule down the stretch, I mean, yeah, you got the Ravens, their next few games at the Saints, you got the Falcons at home, at the Browns, Panthers at home, at the Steelers. I, there's a lot of trash teams in here down the stretch. I think they could still, I, even even though we've talked about them taking a step back and them having their own problems, I think there's enough talent on that team that they're going to bounce back here at least a bit. And I think just getting to nine wins is is not asking too much of this Bengals
4: You team. also had a pre-flop conviction on the Bengals, right?
5: Uh not really. Oh, okay. No, not, not really. I, I wasn't really high on them or really low on them.
4: So for me, again, we I, I get it. We're not, you know, it's a 17-game schedule now, not 16, so right. we're not quite a quarter of the way through the season, but essentially we uh we are. And um you know, I still I still go back to what did I think about some of these teams before the season? Now, obviously, that gets challenged, right? I thought the Colts were going to be really good. Colts, this just in, have not been very good. Oh,
5: I don't. I can't remember the last time, Gil, I've been more wrong about a preseason conviction in my yep. life than the Colts. Oh, the Colts would run through this AFC South. Me too. So I, I don't think we're alone, by the way. But I
4: do want to harken back to, <clears throat> pardon me, the preseason, and what and what we were saying about, <clears throat> pardon me, about schedule with a couple of these AFC teams. And let's begin with the Cleveland Browns. Remember, in the whole Deshaun Watson fallout. We were saying, oh, how the NFL made it so easy for the Browns the first four weeks of the season, right? Oh my God. P- at Panthers, home Jets, home Steelers, at Falcons, you couldn't possibly even construct an easier schedule if you if you tried to. Well, guess what? The Browns only navigated that at two to two, at two and two yeah. with Jacoby Brissett. And when you look up and you see the Browns adjusted season win total today vis a vis what it was pre flop, guess what? It's the exact same number. Or is it up one? No, I think it's the exact same number, eight right? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. It's still eight and a half. I so
5: under juiced, but yeah.
4: Underjuiced, but still. So I guess what I'm saying is that feels undery to me. And if you look at their remaining schedule, now remember Deshaun Watson is not walking through that door for another seven ball games. You've got Jacoby Brissett for the next six games. Here's their here's their schedule coming up. Home chargers, remember the four games now are over that we were talking about preseason.
5: Well, this gets wrong.
4: Home chargers, home Patriots, at Ravens, home Bengals, by, at Dolphins, at Bills, home Bucks. That takes you to week 13. I'm not sure there is a lock game among them. And so, let's say, let's give them a, let's give them, let's be generous, and let's give them two wins there. So two you, wins between which ones? Char- the, uh, the next seven games. I mean, okay, yeah, home Chargers home Patriots. I think they at, beat I think they beat the Patriots. You want to give them a 3 and 4? I I think 2 is generous. But no,
5: what, no, I think 2 No, yeah. I think you're right. 2 is generous. I do think they beat the Patriots. I think this Patriots team is terrible.
4: So if you give them 2, that's 4 wins. Okay, then you have to cobble together 5 more in the remaining 6. Let's give them 3 games of the next 7. Let's say they go 3 and 4. You've got 5 wins back. You got to come up with 4 wins in those last 6. Maybe because it's easier, but you still have at Bengals and home Ravens among them, right? So you're telling me you're going to sweep at Texans, home Saints, at Commanders, at Steelers? I think this is a dead under.
5: I like it, Gil. All right. The, the, other, the other one that people, people kind of keep forgetting, right? I think there's this idea that Deshaun Watson's going to come back and be all-world Deshaun That's Watson. That's right. When we're at a point where he hasn't played football and what are we talking? What, what is it? Over a year now. I mean, I mean, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it's unfair for us to co- expect him to come back. And I mean, look, if, if he looks, if he looks better than Jacoby Brissett as soon as he comes back, if you're a Browns fan, I think you should, I think you, should, you should look at that as a good thing and almost a surprising thing. I, I like this one. I think you spotted a good one. I'm not running a bet it now only because of this weekend. I think this is another one correlate to this weekend, right? I am still a little unsure about this Chargers team, Herb, Herbert injury. I'd like to see them get things together a little bit more. I do think they beat the Patriots. So what I'm going to do is write down myself, write myself a note right now of, Hey, let's wait till after that Patriots game. If they go one and one and one or somehow two and O here, then it's absolutely hammer. the. It's under. a
4: great point. That, and that's the thing with these adjusted season win totals. You, 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 you got to pick your spot as to when the optimal point is to bet it. And if you have Kelly's conviction that they will win one of two of their next, then you wait. If you're like, eh, "I kind of like the just being generous, they'll win 3 of the next 7 and I I just like to bet them now." You can go that way. But I think that's a great underbet um when you know you can determine when you want to bet that, but I think it's good right now. The other one is and we get back to again the preseason schedule analysis. What else did we say besides the Browns having four super easy games that they only turned out to navigate at 2 and 2? We said, "Oh my god, look at the Chiefs first seven games, it's a gauntlet." Guess what? The Chiefs are 3 and 1. Oh, yeah. And so, and they're favored by a touchdown this weekend. Yep. So the Chiefs number is a little higher than it was. It's 11 and a half, but guess what, Kelly? I don't think it's high enough.
5: I think it's still a good bet, too.
4: Over -130, not nearly enough juice to me. I would bet the over because Remember this is the gauntlet and they are destroying it. After
5: that it gets much easier. Much easier. I mean the gauntlet and and this AFC West is not what we were ex- all expecting it to be at all.
4: Remember oh could all four teams make the playoffs right. remember that talk?
5: <laughs> yeah. How's that prop that going?
4: Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think that's what we're, you know, four games into the season. Let's remember. Let's not, like, leave that stuff in the preseason. Remember how we talked about it. Oh, the Browns' first four games are so easy. Oh, my God, the Chiefs' first seven games are so hard. Guess what? The Browns aren't didn't crush it. And the Chiefs are crushing it. So the very opposite of what the uh, the narrative was. Bill Krakenberger, unscripted, on the other side. We'll get some Kelly thoughts on these adjusted season windows. He didn't get to talk. It's a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
0: work.